When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On the Crimson Tide Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is the Captain's Corner. Here are your hosts, John Parker Wilson and Rashad Johnson. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Captain's Corner podcast. I'm John Parker Wilson, joined by my man, Rashad Johnson. What's up, Rashad? What's going on, JP? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm just... uh just licking the wounds after this loss. This is the first time we've had to do this where we're getting together post loss. I mean, I know that's something we're used to or Alabama fans are used to. Yeah, especially, you know, in Brian Denny, you know, out of all places, uh, it was a phenomenal night. Just speaking of that, you know, the fans weren't used to it, but man, how rocking were the fans on Saturday evening? It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's the loudest it's been since I think I've been a part of, of the program. Even as a player, I mean, it was just phenomenal, unbelievable. The energy didn't see much purple and gold. You saw a lot of crimson and white. So I think we did a great job of just showing up. And, you know, I think, you know, the the guys fed off the energy, especially late in the game, third, fourth quarter. You could feel it. No doubt. I mean, what a crazy day, though. From the start, I remember we were sitting in the press box before. I was like, hey, you in a trade? I'd love to be down the field today. Some of those early season 11 o'clock kicks in the sun, not so much, but president was there the place was crazy and i love the 230 kick post daylight savings time where you, you get the best of both worlds you get an early kick and then you get the night time but as bad as we played in the first half i don't think there's any question that it helped out the crowd and the home field environment and even coach saban said something after the game about how special it really was yeah i, I agree man you know the, it was the best of both worlds like you said the 230 kickoff sunlight bright saturday day you know, just typical football weather, you know, it was a little chilly, but it was perfect. The sun was out, felt great. Um, and then as the night transition, you know, normally uh, in Death Valley in LSU, when it transitions to nighttime, they become an even better team. It looked like, you know, it flipped this time. Alabama, as it became nighttime, became that, you know, dominant force in the second half, you know, especially offensively, just exploding, you know, uh, with Tua throwing the ball down the field to Devontae Smith. Uh, he was playing terrific. Um, but it just seemed, you know, at the end of the day, you know, defensively, we just just came up short. You know, it was uh, those last two drives in the fourth quarter, chance to get back in it, you know, down seven, down five. You know, 
wanted, thinking we're going to get a stop to take the lead and, you know, just couldn't get it done, couldn't get off the field on third down. No, I think, you know, we talked about it coming in, about how important third down was. Alabama comes out, let's kind of go into the game. We come out firing. I mean, that first drive, we get down inside the 10-yard line. The fumble happened, and then Joe Burrow so showed how good he was. I think he opened the game 11 for 11, but a 14-point swing early in the game where we should have scored, and then they take it and go back and score because, realistically, they had 17 points off turnovers in the first half. So from the fumble, the interception, and then I call the fumble punt a turnover. They scored three points, but those are tough things to come back, especially in that opening drive where you fumble. What was it like for the guys, on, especially on defense, coming back, and you just get hit in the mouth? I think they responded well overall, but it was just a lot lot to start the game. Yeah, it, it was a lot to start the game. To, uh, I totally agree. You know, like you said, with Tua Tonga-Valoa, I mean, I think it was, you know, three plays, and we're already in their red zone. We're moving the ball looking like, you know, the Alabama team that we've seen all year that's going to just continue to roll up points. And just all of a sudden, you know, fumbles the ball. Uh, and like you said, you know, in the, in the next drive, we get an opportunity to get an interception, to get off the field. We got 12 men on the field. Uh, Ter- uh, Terrell Lewis jumps off sides on that same drive. And, you know, I know I just talked about the crowd and how excellent it was and how loud it was and how bright the lights were. It seemed like, you know, this Alabama team early on was a little bit, uh, shaken by the by the by the atmosphere and wasn't playing as as calm and collective, you know. Even with the you know interception before the half, which was which which is a which is a bad play, but what made it even worse was the Landon Dickerson hit to get the 15 yard penalty to put him down the 10 yard line to where they have a chance to run one play and score a touchdown to extend the lead the way that they did to go 33 to 13 at the half. So it was just so many uncharacteristic, like emotional field type plays in this first half that it didn't look like, you know, the team that, that we were used to being and thought we were going to be in this game. But I mean, the way that they were able to, to, to come together and respond in the second half was, was unbelievable. But that first half, man, it was just, it was, it was just an ugly one. Like coach said. It, I, it was the crazy things like the too many men on the field. Yeah. Interception. The, I mean, the Moss touchdown to me getting pushed out of bounds, coming back in. In right. scoring, I don't want to call it the turning point of the game, but they go from looking from just kicking a field goal, trying to go for a field goal, to getting down, yeah, scoring a touchdown, and then that, that start, yeah, that started the the series of events of the touchdown interception, another touchdown from them. It was just, I guess it was just too much. It really was, and, yeah. and it's interesting you say how they came out and kind of in bright Denny, we were a little. And Coach Saban even said it. We were a little different to start the game. You were in the locker room. Do you feel different? And how, how as a player do we recognize that something's different than normal? Because it just everything's happened. From the time you leave the hotel, you get off the bus, you go down the Walk of Champions, you try to keep everything the same. But with everything that was going on in Tuscaloosa last week with Trump, with game day, with everything, it just did it. Did it feel different to you down there? It, it, it was. It, it, it was a different buzz. Like I said, the energy, the emotion, um, just just the, the guys were anticipating this one. You know, the entire world was watching, and and it hasn't been you know a showcase like this at Bryant Denny. We played in the national championships, other games like that, but we haven't had it you know in our home environment like that. You know, and and, and that way, you know, I think since I've been around, like I said, it was just unbelievable the, how how much that place was rocking. And, 
you know, what, what surprised me so much is, you know, when we talk about these mistakes and these things that happened in the first half, it wasn't like these were young guys. So it, it makes me think, you know, was it, you know, not having the opportunity to be in this atmosphere and the emotions of the game, you know, even as older guys, we were pressing, feeling like we have to be the guys to lead our guy, to lead our troops, to make big plays, you know, and, and to a plan, you know, no, he wasn't a hundred percent with the ankle. You, you got to think that he was thinking, you know, Hey, I got, I got to press and make a play here and I'm out of the pocket for the first time running and just, it just happened, you know? And then, like I said, the interception that Trayvon Diggs had, Raekwon Davis was the guy that was running on the field. So, I mean, that's a senior, you know, another guy, Landon Dickerson, a junior, an older guy, you know, these are older guys making, you know, these type of mistakes. So I, I just think the, I think the emotion, the energy of the weekend, like you said, President Trump in town, college game day, uh, you know, SEC Nation, the Crimson Tide Sports Network, marketing, <laughs> we were there. I mean, everybody was there. I mean, I'm on the sideline, Terrell Lewis. I mean, Terrell Owens, uh, you know, Ray Lewis. You know, these guys are on the sideline watching the game. I mean, these guys. Ray Lewis know, was there? Yeah, Ray Ray was there, man. It was pretty cool. I turned to the side, and he's standing right there beside me. Uh, it was it was pretty awesome uh, game experience, man. I'm telling you, everybody that you could think of was there and wanted to, to experience this game. And I, if I'm not mistaken, he actually has a son that plays for LSU. I know, I know, uh, Randy Moss does. They got too many of these NFL alumni guys playing. I know, right? But we I'm, need I, to, uh, we need to, um, okay. So, since we're talking about Ray Lewis, let's talk our, about our <laughs> linebackers. Was it, was it, was it LSU that put us in a bad situation or making us go dime as many times we did with Markel Benton? Because he played a lot more than he has played all season long. And I don't know if it was a knock on, uh, Christian Harris or Shane Lee, or it was just they were forcing our hand to go dime. Yeah, I mean they they were forcing our hand a little bit to go dime with with the package and the way that they were lining their formations up. If you look at it, um, they were in a t- traditional eleven set or blue. Some people call it, which means we have three tight end. I mean three receivers and one tight end on the field, one running back as well. So that's blue. But they was making this blue formation where that tight end normally is in the line. He's in the formation. They was making it look like what we call 10, some people call red, which is uh four wide look. Because as we said, Moss, the tight end, was the guy outside at number one, matched up against Trayvon Diggs, you know, on that route where he stepped out of bounds and came back in and established, you know, um his 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 place back in the field of play and caught the ball after Trayvon tipped it. You know, he was lined up at, at number one. So they were doing a lot of those flex out formations. And, you know, at that point in time, we uh, I, had, I had to believe that, you know, uh, D coordinator Pete Golden and, and the staff thought that, you know, Markel Benton and the Don personnel is the guy that can, you know, is a little more athletic of a guy uh, than, than, than Shane Lee and a little older of a guy than Christian Harris and understands, you know, the calls and the concepts of things that we need that we need to do in order, you know, to get the defense lined up. But there was just, you know, it, 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 I think it was just the, the issue of uh, Elaire more than it was, you know, our linebacker, man. This kid is is a special special player. The running back for LSU, number twenty two, and I and I I'm not uh, I'm kind of in a right here when I say this. This guy was was so special, and when I watch him, and I watched him a little bit before heading into this game, and saw like man, he's a really a matchup issue. But when I got a chance to watch him on on Saturday, uh, he looked like a, a former number twenty two that played here. Man, he was very tough to tackle, low center of gravity, uh, could change direction explosive uh, and powerful, man. I mean, 20 rushes for 103 yards, 
And, and the big thing was nine uh, catches for 77 yards. He was a matchup issue for anybody. It didn't matter if it was Markel Bitten, you know, Christian Harris, Shane Lee, you know, guys were, you know, we, we were missing tackles on him all day, man. He, he had a phenomenal day in scoring four touchdowns. So I think, you know, yeah, I think, it, I think I, it was more of him than it was just the, uh, the package that we're in. He, he just was a, a tough, a tough player. And I think he's got the best spin move I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Literally. He did it. La- he no, did Lamar, it Jackson, three... Lamar Jackson spin move was pretty nice this weekend. He's He does have a good spin move. <laughs> but, man, 20 – I think I think I saw where our team had 25 missed tackles. And it, yeah. it looked to me, there was a lot of times this year where where our Najee out of the backfield or Devontae Smith have caught these little screen passes and made DBs come out grasping for air. Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards Alaire did that to our guys all night. Yeah, he did. I mean, all all night. They were like you said, grabbing for air and then when they did have the opportunity to make contact, he was he was breaking that tackle. And you know, and you like you said, 25 missed tackles. You know, that's far too many. And the only way that you can recover as a defensive team and as a defensive player and mentality when you miss 25 tackles, you got a special player like that that's going to make you miss at times. Adrian Peterson is, makes people miss. You know, since he's since he's been born, you know, I'm pretty sure his, his parents couldn't catch him as a toddler around the house. Like he's just that type <laughs> of guy. Like so, you he's know, slippery. This, he's slippery, man. So in order to be able to stop that, to combat that, when you know you have a special player, you have to fly your butt to the ball, man. We have to have 11 guys flying to the ball. And you know, at times when I watch that film, I, I hate to say it in such a big game that it, that it was. I can't say that we were selling out because there were plays where the ball was caught in the flat at one yard, two yard routes to the running back. And we missed the tackle there and it runs for another 15 to 25, 30 yards. You know, where's the pursuit? Um, and that, and that, and that, that comes from mentality. Um, that comes from, from day to day, uh, work ethic. Cause it's, it's not something that you, you flip a switch. You gotta, you gotta go out there and you gotta just get after it. And, I don't know if it was, like you said, the emotions of the game early on, kind of guys filling it out or what, but there was just some times where you just didn't see 11 guys hunting the football, and if a guy missed a tackle, it didn't matter because we had another helmet flying in right there. That, that's how you combat you know, a great player like him. Do you think it could be our uncertainty on defense was because they were so explosive and so good on, on their offense and they can do so many different things? I mean, I think you know when you got some – elusive players like they did with Jefferson and Chase and Marshall, it creates uncertainty in, in my mind as a defender because they, I mean, they go outside, they came a, a lot of crossing game, a lot of in the middle field passes where it's like, you know, we're, we're playing on our heels because they were dictating tempo. They, and they, they almost dictated the, the, the physicality of the game too, just the way they were playing such up tempo, big chunk plays, getting the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely have to credit, you know, LSU and the way that they played and, and the matchup issues that they caused us across the board um, and having us on our heels. So, yeah, yes, I definitely credit, you know, some of our issues and, and our and our problems with not being able to, to to make the plays that we needed to make. And and who I credit more than any of it is is their quarterback, Joe Burrow. I mean, he's a special guy, just like Tua Tungvaloa. And when you look across the yes. board at, you know, the, the, the matchups that they had, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Thaddeus Moss, and like we said, Elarit running back. So, I mean, those are four really good players. And now you look across the board at us, what makes us so special? We have Devontae Smith. We have Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Najee Harris. Those are four really good players. So it's a matchup issue 
no matter what coverage you're in, no matter what defense you call, someone's going to have the problem. Like every defense doesn't just solve every play that, that's, that you run against it. You know, there, there, there's going to be an issue to where someone has to hold their own. And, you know, Joe Burrow did a great job of recognizing the defense, understanding what we're in, and finding the one-on-one matchups. And their guys made the plays. Uh, Jamar Chase had an excellent day. Six receptions for 140 yards, scored that first touchdown, you know, early in the game on that first drive. And it really kind of set the tone for the game. You know, as a DB, when you kind of, you know, get beat like that, and something happens, you know, you, you got to have a short memory. And sometimes, you know, it, it's tough to, to, to get over that. And, and, and it weighs on you a little bit. And I, I think we saw that a little bit with, you know, Trayvon Diggs and, 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 the, and the way that he played up and down in that game. You know, and, and you know, I believe he'll respond this week because he's, he's a phenomenal player and has an opportunity, you know, to match up against great guys like that before. But, man, Jamar Chase really had a day um, and, 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 and really was doing whatever he wanted to uh, out there on the outside, just as well as Justin Jefferson as well. Man, people talk about this short memory thing. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, it, I mean, listen, it is it's so hard. hard. You get before especially a touchdown, when you get bro, like, like <laughs> it's really, really hard for, on the on the <laughs> first, first drive. drive. Like, yeah, man, I and then you go from okay, it's going to be okay, short memory. Let's shake that off, and then they come back the next drive and throw on you again. You're like, it's going to be a long day. I got to yeah. lock it in. And then the way our defense plays, and they've been playing good all year. You know, you're kind of on an island out there, and it's it's a lonely place. It's like a quarterback. You once you throw that third interception, it's like, oh no, every ball I'm throwing, the defense is catching. Our guys are not even on the same planet, and it's a it's a bad place to be, and it really is. Yeah, I mean, and it's a tough, tough, tough place to be, man, out there on an the island. And I mean, that's that's something that you know our defense and, and Coach Saban and you know the DBs here at the University of Alabama have prided themselves off of. I mean, we've had those guys that can match up and play, you know, man-to-man, one-on-one coverage. And I think Patrick Sertan and Trayvon Diggs have, have done an excellent job of that, you know, this season. You know, I think, like you said, Saturday night was just one of those nights, and it happens to us all. You know, I remember we, uh, we were talking going into this game that, you know, Derek Stingley, the corner for LSU, a lot of people were, you know, really hyped up about this freshman. You know, he's probably going to be an All-American as a freshman, which he is a talented football player. But, man, he got, he, he, he had, he got abused by Devontae Smith. So I mean, it did you happens. see? Did you see that touchdown? The first touchdown of the first half. Man, Have you seen just, that on film? Yes, wasn't even ready. Just okay, what fine. But it was a pretty good play from Sarkeesian. It was smart, very. So what we do on offense is Tua claps his hands and looks to the sidelines, and what he's doing is saying, "Okay, we're going to change the play or keep the play going." And it usually takes a few seconds, and the receivers kind of come from their crouch positions. They look over to the to the sidelines. Tight ends looking over. Usually the offensive linemen stay down. But mm-hmm. this time, Tua looks over, kind of nonchalantly looks to the sidelines. And at the same time, the defense turns their heads, and they're kind of looking to their coordinator and seeing what's going on. Well, as Tua's shoulders are turned towards our bench, Devontae Smith is standing up, very casual looking. Tua claps his hands, not looking at the line. And Devontae just goes right by Stingley. I mean, it was, the, it was one of the coolest plays I've ever seen because – Stingley's looking at the sidelines, and as soon as Devontae knew it, they, I mean, this was a design play. I thought it was no really unique from from Sarkeesian or whoever designed it, because I mean that at that point of the game, you know, we were we were we weren't down and out, but we were we were on the ropes, and it really brought us back. I ha- yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, I think, has done a terrific job this season, um, and and calling plays, and you know, 
doing those type of adjustments right there, like you said, something that he saw on film or, or maybe an in-game adjustment. You know, as the game was going on, he began to recognize that, you know, they were heavily dependent upon that check-with-me system. And they were doing the same thing offensively. LSU was a check-with-me system. Um, as, as, as well as Joe Burrow reads the defense and, and, and does those things after the snap, he's getting the call from his coordinator because they're, they're faking the snap. Like you said, Tua wants to fake the snap, make the defense show what they're going to do. And then at that point, when the offense looks to the side to check out of the blitz or they're in, they're in cover two, we're going to run it. You know, if they're checking to the right play at that time, you know, at that point, your defense is caught off guard. And I think, like you said, Derek Stingley was looking to the sideline. I watched it on film. He turned, looked to the sideline and literally that split second was, was too, was too much. Devonte Smith was on top, scored a touchdown there, and he never kind of recovered from that the rest of the game. And I think that's the same thing we're trying to say early on, you know, with Trayvon Diggs. Those both of those guys are really talented football players, but it just goes to show you, man, um, how this game goes sometimes. And you know, even in the big games, sometimes it, it doesn't go as well as you want it to. But the great thing about this game, man, is you have an opportunity to re- to respond and you get a chance to do it again. That, that's what I loved about football, and, that, and that's something that it taught me, you know, just about in life in general. You know, you go out, you have a bad day, you get beat, beat in the game, or you have a bad day, you know, at home, or your little girl's sick, or you've having your sick, whatever. You, you're going to, God willing, you're going to get another opportunity. So this Saturday, you know, Trayvon's going to go out against Mississippi State, play well. Derek Stingley, those guys are, are going to go out and play well, I'm sure, against whoever they play. But, but man, just the special plays that were made offensively in these quarterbacks. Tua Tonga-Valoa injured, bad ankle, throws for over 400 yards. <laughs> Joe Burrow, I mean, no average Joe is what I'm going to call him um, because he's definitely not that. I mean, he he goes out and rips it, only eight incompletions, uh, and, and just just a terrific day, man. It was, it was a great game to be a part of, to call and watch. I think one of the only better games that I've ever been a part of to watch was the national championship uh, game in, in Georgia. <laughs> Okay, good. I thought you were about to say the national championship game last last year. We've got enough no. bad stuff in our in our mind no. right now, so <laughs> we got we got a lot to look forward to. Like you said, we got to bounce back. Mississippi State coming up this week. I hope the guys are ready. I hope they've been eating right. I know we have with USWellnessMeats dot com because I'm on a mission for prime nutrition. For prime nutrition. That's it. They got yeah. the the their animals eat right so you can too take care of their food take care of your body eat right check them out at uswellnessmeats.com use promo code bama you're going to save 15 percent off your order we had it at my dad's house just last week we had the bone-in mm. fillets and he can't beat it put it on the smoker got it going it was so good i don't know that i'm ever going to buy anything else besides us wellness mm. meats when it comes to the to the meats product so hopefully Why our guys not? in tuscaloosa yeah, exactly. You, Hopefully they're eating I, them too. I, I mean, it delivers right to your house like Amazon, bro. It works for me. Convenience. You've used it. We've all used it. Y'all check it out. Use promo code BAMA. You're going to save Bama. some money. Rashad, let's put LSU behind us. It's It's been too painful. I'm with it, man. Um, I'm over it. 24-hour rule has passed, so I'm definitely over it. Uh, on the Mississippi State, man. Got 11 t- o'clock kick early morning in Starkville. Yeah. Cowbells are going to be ringing. I guarantee you that no matter how early did it we, is. <laughs> I don't think, did we, did we had the cowbells when we played over there? I I think so. I, I don't remember. I don't, I, mean, I, don't I, 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 I like to, I, play I like defense. to block I, that I, game I, out I of my head. Say, man, I played defense. So my, it was a bell ringing in my head all the time. 
<laughs> you got a point. You got a good point. We didn't. We did not fare too well against the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. When we played, yeah, I don't count my freshman year because I didn't technically play. So I was one win and two losses against the Bulldogs. I was there the same amount of time as you were, my brother. <laughs> I, I do. I do hold the uh, longest touchdown pass in Alabama history, uh, which was yes. 109.9 yards to the wrong team. Man, that was a tough play before the half. Oh, I know. It was, I dropped, it was before listen, the half, I, wasn't I, it? I think I dropped two interceptions that game. One, I would have literally walked in the end zone. Like It was just a ugly Okay, good. That game. makes me feel better. Like an ugly game. Makes me feel better. I'm not going to go back and watch that game, hopefully ever. Maybe. So. I'm gonna just start blaming it on you now. Rashad dropped two interceptions. Not it wasn't my interception for a touchdown. It was your fault. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could have had your back and wiped it out and <laughs> even the score there, you know. But hey, I got your back now, buddy. We're gonna do it together. I, here. I appreciate it. I got yours too. Hopefully, these guys aren't aren't um have a hangover, if you will, from this LSU game going in. Joe Moorhead, who had one of the best defenses in the country last year, they're struggling a little bit this year where they're at. But still, it's a tough game. You go and play SEC West on the road, 11 o'clock kick, so another different atmosphere for these guys. Yeah, and like you said, on the road, uh, it's going to be a loud environment with the Cowbells and everything of that nature. And, I mean, and they're coming off a win last week uh, against Ar- at Arkansas, 54-24. You know, they may be feeling, you know, kind of good about themselves. And I remember playing, like, like you said, Mississippi State, those are always tough games. And the reason why is because it was such a physical – football game and, and I can only imagine that this one is going to be physical as well because I mean we have up front you know for Mississippi State we have two seniors and three juniors I'm talking about a veteran offensive line and a junior running back in Kylan Hill who who, who isn't who, who isn't a small play man this guy 5'11 215 pounds from Columbus Mississippi probably I don't know if he got recruited by Alabama or not, but some of these guys that don't, they, they hold that chip on their shoulder. And this game is a game that they marked, man. 2019 Maxwell Award watch list. So he's a really good football player. Yeah, he's doing everything for the team right now. If you're looking for one person to look for, number eight, Kylan Hill. Game he's got over a thousand, he's got over a thousand yards, nine touchdowns. He's the game record. They're, they've kind of been playing two quarterbacks, Tommy Stevens, the true freshman, Garrett Schrader. Um, Schrader right now is second on the team in rushing. He's more of the inconsistent passer. I know they've had some um, injuries at the quarterback position, but Kylan Hill is a game wrecker, as we like to say. We need to bring that bring that back on the game wreckers. He's definitely it. And then on the defense, defensive side of the ball, Enroll Thompson from Florence, Alabama. So you talk about guys who've got a chip on their shoulder. And even if he wasn't an Alabama fan at all growing up, when you play your home state team, it's just going to mean – a little bit more. Enroll is is really leading the team right now. Sixty three tackles. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like you said a physical game coming out for for Alabama. Always physical, man. I expect nothing different from Joe Moorhead. I mean, when I say physical, I, I mean these guys rush for two hundred seventeen yards a game. That's third in the SEC, twenty second in the country, top twenty five in the country. Not very good in the pass at all. One hundred third in the in the country in pass, but. They've relied on their running game. Like we said, Colin Hill, this this guy is is very special with it in his hands. And what they're going to try and do with him is shorten the ball game. I mean, when you got a special running back, special guy who can carry the load the way that he has this season, you give him the ball, 
You shorten the game. You keep our weapons off the field. You keep Jerry Judy, Devontae, Najee. You keep those guys off the field, man, because at that point, you're limiting the amount of points that can be scored. They want this game to be a low-scoring ball game um, and, and win the time of possession. And the way to do that is is feed Kylan Hill 176 touches this season, man. So I, I expect him to get, you know, the heavy buck of it again on this Saturday, um, just like every other week. Yeah, and if I if there's two different thoughts to play Alabama, it's either slow it down, which we've seen mm-hmm. Duke, South Carolina tried to do it, try to slow the game down, or do what LSU did and Tennessee. Ole Miss, Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, and do what Ole Miss yeah. tried to do was just, hey, let's go score points. Let's try to outpace them. They know that with Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy and Najee Harris, we're going to score points. So it'll be interesting to see if they stick with their game plan, which I think you got to. Joe Moorhead, we know what his pedigree is from Penn State. What he likes to do is play a physical game. And um, I think I think after the physical game that Alabama played against LSU last week, it's 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 a pretty smart move coming out. So it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out. And I think where we're at in our season, three games left, we got – at Mississippi State, Western Carolina at home, and then go to Auburn. So three games. And Rashad, there's still a lot on the line. The college football playoff rankings came out this week. And with where Alabama's at at number five, sitting right outside of the top four that's going to play in the tournament, you got to go out and have style points. you got to go win these games big. Yeah, I agree with you. Like you said, I mean, the college football rankings came out, and there's still a lot to play for. We lost to a very good LSU football team, who's now the number one team in the country, probably should have been number one before they even played us. Um, but like you said, a lot to play for. But in order to get in, like you said, it's not a computer making these decisions anymore. It's it's, it's a committee. It's people watching the game. They want to see how did you win those games? What were the factors? You know, in between that was a was a, a star player injured? Did you win by big points? Were you on the road? And you know, I think this is this is one. That, you know, we want to go out and, and, and be the dominating team that, that we should be, you know, facing this team. But like you said, uh, Mississippi State and, and the style of, of play that they're going to try and bring to the game, they may try and make this just an ugly, physical, shortened ball game. Um, because like you said, to attack us in the run game, you know, what, what, you know, what makes sense with the young guys that we have playing DJ Dale, Justin Aboyby, Byron Young, you know, Christian Barmore, the only older guys we have up there is Raekwon Davis, man. And, uh, on the front line, you know, Ter- Terrell Lewis, Amphrey Jennings, of course, an outside backer, but front interior, I don't think they've, they've played a game this season and a team that's, you know, that's just been, hey, we're dominant in the run game and we're going to come downhill with it. So it, it's going to be a fun one to watch and, and get a chance to watch these guys grow up, you know, in, in, in the midst of, uh, in the midst of a little bit of adversity, man. And, uh, and I, I love adversity. I'll be honest with you. I kind of want to see it. I want to see it just knock them down, drag them out, physical football game. We could score points. Yeah, we know that. On. Let's get it on. Let's go. Yeah. Let and Jennings and Raekwon take this thing over and just play a, just a bar fight. Just get after it going on the road. You know, it's different too. You got to bus over. It's just, it's, it's weird playing this, this, this early game. They're so close. So I'm looking forward to it. I know that's the, the Mississippi State Bulldogs is not where they want to be and, and where they want to be in their season, but let's get it on. I'm looking forward to it. And like I was talking about earlier, Definitely. you got to have it. Playoff rankings, one, LSU, two, Ohio State, three, Clemson, four, the University of Georgia, five, Alabama, and then six, Oregon. So we're right where, not where we want to be, but all things considering, 
if we can go out and take care of business, at least we're going to give ourselves a chance. Rashad, my question to you is, Mm -hmm. this weekend, Georgia is playing Auburn. Mm -hmm. We don't like either one of these teams, but I think we need Auburn to win. I know we need Auburn to win. Or will you be pulling for Auburn, or will you just turn it off and not pull for anybody? I I think I'm just going to watch that one, man. Um, I I definitely think, you know, I get where people say we need Auburn to win because it knocks Georgia out. But I honestly think LSU is a better football team than Georgia. So I I think, you know, LSU, you know, looking at their schedule, uh, probably going to win out, take Santa and Mississippi, you know, Arkansas. Uh, So they're probably going to win out, represent the West in the SEC. And Georgia is going to probably represent the East. And I think LSU beats them there. And then they will get back in at that point as well. Um, but I guess you wanted to go ahead and happen now instead of having to wait to that point. Cause that's, you know, another three weeks, four weeks to have to anticipate and hope it happens. We know how good of a team, you know, Kirby has, and you know, how good of a coach he is, you know, to go to the SEC championship, you know, and lose that, you know, another year to another team would be tough. So I, I think they would be ready to play, but I would have to lean on LSU thinking they would win that game there, man. So it doesn't um, so matter. So I don't think it, I don't think it matters, man. I think we still get in. Um, Clemson has a clear path to, to get in NC State, Wake Forest, unless South Carolina does what they did, you know, to Georgia. You know, that, that I think that's our only hope to get Clemson out of this thing and, and forward ourselves into it. Um, but Ohio State, man, they, they may have the toughest test of them all. You know, they still have to play Penn State, um, and then they still have to play Michigan. And then if they win that, I think they would have to play Minnesota, correct? Because Minnesota beat Penn State, you know, so – they they still have some 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 tough challenges on their of their own. I love it, man. This is November football is the best, and I and I tell you what, yeah. I love the playoff system now. It just adds so much, so many different things, and where you know you just got to get in. You got to be one of the top four teams, and then let everything else take care of itself. This is this is like where this is so fun. I wish we could have won the LSU game, but we at least we still got a chance. You know, I know Bama fans are not feeling good, but at least we still are, are in the hunt. You know, Coach Saban's going to have this group ready to go this weekend. I'm, I'm jacked up, but this, this is going to be a fun weekend of football, a fun rest of the way in November. And then we'll just have to sit back and watch the SEC championship, something these fans aren't really used to doing. I mean, they're not. And, and sometimes that isn't, isn't a bad thing. Of course, you want to play for it. You want to be in it, but you never know. I mean, there may be some, some injuries, maybe some things to get some guys healthy in that moment. And it plays itself out and we still get an opportunity to do what we embarked on the beginning of the season to do. And that's the horse, the trophy. I mean, you want to do it undefeated, but if you lose a game um, and you still get an opportunity to find your way back into that dance, you're perfectly uh, okay with that. And like you said, man, November, man. This is be remembered from November, man. That's it. I love it, Rashad. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a perfect line to close on. We appreciate y'all joining us on the Captain's Corner podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday. Hopefully we're not having to recap a loss. I don't think we will. We've got to go and take care of business on the Rashad Rashad, on the road, Rashad. You're going to be down the sidelines. You got to get these guys ready to go. Let's get it, man. We're going to be ready. Smoking mirrors. Let's get it. Roll Tide. This has been the Captain's Corner. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.